Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for seminal headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chofel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The seminal headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV begins right now. A little different setup. We've done it before, but don't be alarmed. We're all here. This is pre-recorded. No access to the studio today. We'll get that out front so you know. Really can't. No dialogue in the chat today, guys. But we do have your questions, so we'll get to those in the second hour and all that good stuff. Plenty for us to to get to. You see Ira, you see Corey, I'm Jeff. The hour brought to you by, not just the hour, as Ira likes to point out, all the things that we do. Register sausage. Yay, sausage. They uh got got a new new promo code from the from uh from our guy Ben. And you know, I mean he just did a promo po- code last week for going nine and three and beating Florida. Promo code. And here we got another promo code because Jordan Travis decided to come back. He got mm. fired up. Nice. So this promo code right now is active now. Again, there was one where you could get like five free cases, but that's gone. You missed that if you're not following <laughs> Register Sausage on Twitter, you're lost. But yeah. the code that is going on is uh, for 13% off. Get what he's doing there? Ooh. Jordan Travis, 13% yeah. off. The uh, code is TRAVIS4HEISMAN in all caps. TRAVIS and then the number four, HEISMAN, in all caps. And that will get you uh, 13% off of your order at registermeats.com. The best sausage you'll ever have. If you don't live in the Southeast where we get to walk into our grocery store, I just did it this week and pick Damn up right. packages of registered sausage. I don't have to protest. It's there. Our public knows what's going on. But if you're outside of that area, you got to order at registermeats.com and uh, they'll deliver it to you. It'll come in a cooler with ice. It's it's awesome and fresh and the best sausage you'll ever have. And, you know, the I, I don't know that he's the official sponsor of Jordan's Heisman campaign. I don't think we could say that. No. But, but uh, I think is, we are. He is supporting it. Um, I think you may have come up with a new thing. Like, just like I fell into yay sausage being a thing, the best sausage you'll ever have. Mm. Ira, yeah, right. put that on the package. What a tagline. What, what do we do? That's doing? as good a tagline as you can have. I like it. The best sausage you could ever have. Who knows if I really, I don't know. That. Did I say that? I don't even remember. But you, but it is. I believe it. it. You said right. it more than once. It caught my attention. You've got conviction with it. It's true. It's really, really good, folks. Go buy it. All right, so Jordan Travis is coming back. That's not a surprise. They get it worked out, and he is uh, back playing quarterback for Florida State. That's real good news. What a weird time. What a weird time we're in in the transfer portal era where that thing opened up at midnight, and the next thing you knew, there were 
almost a thousand people in it in less than 24 hours. It was crazy. It, yeah, it, it, I was talking about on Wake Up Board Chan. It's it's hard to wrap your. I still haven't kind of wrapped my hands and mind around what this is, what this new reality is. Like the fact that Devin Leary leaves NC State. That's just crazy. I mean, he's at a Power Five school. It's a top twenty-five program, and it's the starting quarterback. And leaves the kid yep. at Oklahoma State leaves. Um, young players at AM. Now I know AM might be a different story, but AM had 15 guys in the portal, 10 or former four stars. Alabama had an exodus on Monday. It's the stuff like, and, and I know some of them have been recruited over, some of them hadn't played, but some of them probably would play. They just haven't played yet, but they know they can go somewhere else and play immediately. And it, it just changes the whole um the whole complexion of the sport. In it to to a radical degree, it's 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 mostly good. Uh, there is some bad, but it's just, it's just hard as an co- old college football fan to wrap your mind around this whole thing. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to segment this. First of all, as a fan, how do you look at it? You're confused. You don't know what to think. There's a inner voice inside of you that says this is bad. I don't like it. Well, that's just a voice that encounters change and doesn't know how to deal with change, and that's all of us half the time. So you know, got it. The other part is, man, this is awesome. It's a free for all. We always knew it was. We were living a lie. Let's let it be out there in the open. Everybody's just doing what they got to do to get by that's fine it also is there's a chance that there's more equality within the sport or competitive balance within the sport now if all the runoffs of five stars that can't make it on alabama's roster end up matriculating their way throughout the country that's probably a good thing right so we look at that we look at how florida state's utilized the transfer portal already to its benefit uh and now we see that maybe again they're in a good position uh with the miami defensive tackle coming over who's a real good player probably one of the only good players on their football team decides to come over to florida state that's good news on the other hand there's real fear that a name you don't expect from your roster is going to be one of those guys that also enters his name in the transfer portal now Yesterday, we did the video, Corey. Um, I don't think it was a big deal that Amari Gaynor's gone. It's not a shock that Amari Gaynor's gone. We wish him well. He wasn't a bust. He also was never a star. He's got a chance to go play somewhere else. Good on you. But let that be a big name, and I think everybody then feels differently on a given day about the transfer portal and the new world we live in. That was a good summary, Jeff. That was a it's like the, the, if, the, if we did the Jeff Cameron show, that could have been your first segment. You're, it could, uh, you're, it could have been, but I'm what? saying like this hit in the Jeff Cameron show. Let uh, Iron talk. No, Iron no, talk. no, no, it was great. You re, you recapped a lot of it. There is yeah, a lot going on. Up. And you didn't even touch on the NIL piece, which I think one of the fascinating things to me about yesterday, and Corey mentioned, yeah. you know, A&M, but, you know, the, the two big stories last summer about the two schools that were dominating NIL were Miami and Texas A&M, and they were both debacles. And half their teams want to be leaving or being pushed out. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, another part of it too, right? I mean, the, 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 everybody's trying to figure out how to – NIL is, it can be a very positive thing. And I think, you know, the fact that Jordan Travis is coming back, uh, we all know that NIL is a part of that. Like it, if he – if the NIL landscape didn't exist, Jordan Travis very well would have gone to the NFL to see what money he could make. But he can stay in college, and a lot of these guys can stay in college and make money. Those are the positives in the NIL. I was talking to somebody at Florida State this weekend about, you know, the way this whole, the way it's supposed to work is you play, you do well, you get rewarded while you're still in college. Well, that's awesome. Nobody's mad about that. What happened last offseason was kind of perverse, and it's just cool to see that the teams that did it the most really failed spectacularly. I think it speaks also to you better have something of substance you're building into. So I think that, you know, players are going to come and go. We get that. They're going to be 
crazy dollar amounts that are thrown around and kids will, you know, succumb to that. And I understand that too, but you have to make it a real difficult decision for any of the borderline kids. And the way you do that is money's being offered by everybody, but not everybody has a good culture. Not everybody has a place that they want to be every day that they get up when they go and put in the hard work, you know, and, and, and do all the sacrificing that we talk about student athletes have to make. Um, it's got to be a place where a kid says, you know, I could maybe make 50,000 more over there at NC State, but it didn't seem like they're all that happy. And I love these guys and we're moving in the right direction. Your coach has to be a big reason why guys stay or why guys come in addition to the money. Yeah, I don't think Jordan Travis, if they had gone five and seven again this year, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he, he doesn't have much of an NFL future. I, he would have he, he gone the portal. Yeah, probably exactly yeah. right. Um, but th this, I, I just think yesterday's news, man, uh, and we we all expected it. We weren't sure, though. You, you, you have to see it actually broadcast and happen. It's just such a big deal for Florida State because I, I wrote about it. You can see it on War Chant, read it on War Chant. Don't you guys think him returning? guarantees they're going to be an elite offense again. And if they're an elite offense again, they're going to be a good team again. That's a really big deal to get that quarterback back. You you have the signal caller of one of the 10 best offenses in the United States coming back. He's going to be one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the United States, maybe better than that. He's going to be a Heisman candidate. That's a, that is a great start to the – it's not even the offseason yet, but it's a great start to the offseason of what 2023 could be. You needed him. Like Tate Rodemaker might be good. Yeah, you could have gone in the portal and gotten somebody, but there was absolutely no guarantee they were going to be Jordan Travis. Jordan no, Travis a, is a real, real, real big deal. No, it's enormous. Um, and, you know, you kind of struck gold and it, it took a while to dig it up. Um, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, handed over freshly polished. You know, they've kind of cultivated it and then it's turned it. Well, I guess you cultivate pearls. I don't know if you cultivate gold, but uh, it's kind of been a process. But now you have it and you can't just lose it. And especially when you have a team that, that really has a chance to be special next year. I mean, I, the impressions we're getting and, you know, we're recording this this morning, as Jeff said. So there's a couple hours for the set, the headlines uh, verse or jinx. Good grief. Verse, uh, I have verse in my head, jerk. verse in my mind. Yeah. There's a couple hours for the headlines jinx to, uh, to hit us. But, um, <laughs> but if we, if, if, you know, what we're hearing so far is, I mean, there's a lot of these guys are going to come back. And I think there's a feeling in this team from these guys that they, it, this wasn't just by happenstance. This wasn't a bunch of individual decisions. I really believe what we all kind of thought might happen has really happened to where these guys want to come back to, they saw what they did this year. They saw the opportunities they let slip away three, basically one drive, one possession games. And I think they think if we all run this back and, and Norvell brings in a couple of more key pieces, this team could be a playoff contender. And, and why wouldn't they be? Yeah, I think they are a contender immediately to win the ACC. And if you win the ACC, you're a real good contender to make the playoff, obviously. And I think that's where it starts. I think they realized they were this close. I think there are a lot of people, objective people, not Florida State fans, that if you watch this league this year, at the end of the season, you thought Florida State was the best team in the ACC. Right. You can make an argument, certainly for Clemson, who beat Florida State in Tallahassee and has better players in compiled on the roster. But I think the way the two teams were playing at the end of the year, I think a lot of people think Florida State's the best team in the ACC. Now they get an opportunity, especially if most of these guys come back, to go out and prove it. Because I think they're going to continue to add here. I really think this is a destination right now because of all the successes in the portal, all the successes in building uh, players like Jordan Travis from a guy who's just a piece to a guy who's a star. 
you know, you've seen Jared Verse come from Albany, and yeah, Jared Verse's season kind of has ups and downs, largely due to injury, but he made an immediate impact, and his name was at least mentioned in the first couple of rounds in the NFL draft. Whether he goes or he stays, we don't know. These are all things that other guys have to be looking at, saying, listen, it's no longer a question. Florida State is a good football team, and apparently they've got a place where they can bring guys in and get the most out of them and, and, and infuse them into a really good culture to boot. I don't know why you wouldn't consider Florida State if you're an elite receiver, uh, running back, tight end, certainly. Uh, at this point, like you should know you can walk in here and start. Defensive tackles, you, everybody right now should be looking at Florida State. Uh, every good player. Well, tell them, tell them, Jeff. Let them know. Scream it from the mountaintops. What well, are they I'm, doing? I'm serious. I'm saying, objectively yeah. speaking, would you? This would have well, to be a place that you would strongly consider, no matter who you are. Right. Well, and, and even, I think that goes back to what Ira was just talking about: is what about the guys that are still on the team? Right. You're strongly considering about staying now, dipping right back into the NIL real quick. If the NIL wasn't around, they wouldn't be thinking about staying. Like you, you have the fact that you can now make it worth their while financially. Yeah. To come back is a really big deal. Now you're not going to pay them NFL first round money, but you can at least you know wet their beak, give them a little taste, whatever, however we want to phrase it, um, to play football. But yeah, I I think that they would it wouldn't be a consideration for any of them if they didn't believe what this coach was doing and they they didn't believe in this program. I but, mean, they really are close. But I think the fact that it does exist and they yeah. could go elsewhere says a whole lot. Like to, back to you know the point Jeff was making earlier, you know if this was. And people should appreciate, we all should appreciate where Florida State is as a program right now because nine and three, two years from now, won't feel like it does right now. Right. And and finishing second in the ACC, I mean, none of this will feel – so they're they're in a unique place right now. Like NC State doesn't feel good about their season. No. Uh, there's a lot of teams. Clemson doesn't feel great about their season. Clemson won of, the ACC. Won and, the and, ACC. Ten and two is going to finish in the top ten, and their fans are like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> We're crumbling. We're crumbling. And so, and so these players feel that, you know, and these players feel that that that's kind of what was unique here. Now, two years from now or three years from now, it could be in a similar situation where you've got two losses or whatever, however the season went, and guys may be more interested in going. That doesn't mean that, you know, Mike Norvell is not a good coach or that this program's heading the wrong direction. It's just there's something special right now. Those guys want to have something special right now. So, man, it's on this coaching staff to really take advantage of this because this, I think, I just think this is a unique moment in time for this team um, to really put together a, a pretty cool off season and then go in the off season is going to be a big deal. I mean, it's been a long time since Florida state's been discussed in the off season. Now, anytime the game day guys are talking, Florida state comes up. I mean, even when they're not playing on championship Saturday, Florida state's a topic now. And then that will be the case all off season going into a matchup with LSU, which is going to be a top 10 showdown. Yeah, it'd be a great game. Um, I mean, it's just this is Florida State's got to capitalize on this because this is a, a unique opportunity, I think. Uh, to your point here, quick, and, and don't you guys think, yeah, to appreciate this, you have to because it doesn't last long. I do think in two years, if they're nine and three, we're going to be like, well, hit a wall. That's the, <laughs> yep. That's the best thing. Who's can out do. there? Let's I mean, go get somebody years. else. Yeah. So, and that is the the nature of things. And you don't, you're not a victim of your own success. I always say that. So, you do have to build on these things. And, you know, within reason, expectations now are going to be that you're an upper echelon ACC team at worst. But that's also what it should be at Florida State, if we're being honest. I mean, we're not Wake Forest. This is not Duke. This is not 
any number of other teams in this league. This is Florida State, the creme de la creme of the conference. It ought to be great. So appreciate this. Live in it right now because it won't last forever. Acknowledge that, but also be looking for signs to see what they're doing to add on to get better. And I think you're going to see good signs. That's a th- reason to be excited. I mean, right now, I think things are moving in their favor. Um, and, and, and let's see what happens on National Signing Day. I, I still got to believe there's a couple of kids out there that we're not hearing about that are very interested in maybe flipping to Florida State at this point. Yeah, but uh, who cares? Who cares about a high school kid? That, that's literally where I am right now. I mean, I get it, and I and obviously the, it's the backbone of the program. Yeah, you kind of got to get some good ones in there. In the middle of the portal window, it's an afterthought. It's yeah. crazy. It's like, all right, who's out there? Who are they going to get? Which of these all-conference guys are they going to get? Not, not which all-state kid they're going to get that ran yeah. by a bunch of slow guys. Like, what what proven commodity are they bringing in? That's that's what's so cool and, you know, makes you a little dubious about the portal. But that's what's mainly so cool about it is you know what you're getting. And for Florida State, for the first two years, you kind of didn't know what you were getting. They didn't get to fish from that pond. They didn't get to – the Jordan Addison's, the Caleb Williams, those guys, they weren't – you had to get to go get a kid from Albany was your biggest name recruit. Johnny Wilson, nobody else wanted. Micah Pittman was a guy that hadn't done much. Trey Benson had six carries. Like all these guys, they struck gold in or cultivated the gold, as Ira likes to say, in the portal. Um, Weren't weren't ready-made guys that we thought weren't guys that other people really wanted. Now they're going to have the level of transfer that's interested in Florida State is going to be raised, clearly. And and, And that's going to be really interesting and fun to watch. Jeff, I know you got to go to break, but one one last thought. I think about the fact that they of the 15 guys that were all ACC, they had, you know, from honorable mention up to first team, 11 of them were transfers and FSU didn't get credit for any of them in recruiting rankings. So over the last three years, they brought in 15 all ACC caliber players that they got Mm -hmm. zero credit for in recruiting rankings. So it's just a different world, man. It's just a different world. Also, guys, I'd like to say that Ira was able to sift through the rubble and find the gold. I, oh, there you go. That's a better. I don't yeah. think he cultivated it. I, I think could, he right. sifted through the rocks and the soot, and he found so, the yeah. gold. There's old, so much soot around gold. Old school headlines <laughs> listeners will remember the story of Preston Parker telling how telling us how you would bury things in the in your backyard and you dig them up and they become gold, which was a really cool. Um, Did any, you could just bury anything and it became yeah. gold. That's basically what he told us one day in interviews. And that was uh, one of the days I thought, okay, Preston, you're. Did you, you, did you run it verbatim? You did... <laughs> I don't no, think I that think quote I just... probably made the Osceola. <laughs> it might have made the Osceola. Oh, yeah, it might have, yeah. But we love Preston Parker. We love you, Preston. <laughs> Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. You know, to your point a moment ago, Corey, before the break about the caliber of player that wants to transfer in, you're right. I told Tom on Monday's JCS that I'm like a kid in a candy store. It's like Christmas morning with this transfer portal stuff. And on three really does do a very good job. If you just monitor their portal, I mean, it's every five seconds. I was going to say, you got you to keep your head on a swivel. Man, it is flying. Yeah, you're updating. Crazy. You're updating like you're trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. It's, you just keep refreshing <laughs> that page. It's say, crazy. Say, save that for the basketball segment. <laughs> yeah, we got to do All that. Right, but speaking of which, I was going to say, since you brought up Taylor Swift, the Knowles are one and nine, but really good efforts the last two games. <laughs> hey, so. man, I was impressed. There was something to build on until Cam <laughs> Fletcher's out for the year. So yeah. what else? I of mean, course. Good this next game will lose by one and lose another starter for the season. That's I don't know. Louisville, Louisville's yeah. Louisville's worse than Florida State. That's going to be their only chance at an ACC win, perhaps. Well, we, yeah, we if, you're, if, if you're on the fence about going to another Florida State basketball game this, this season. This is the one? Saturday. This is, this is the one. Try to make it. Louisville Rally the winless. troops! Come yep. on, everybody. we got to get us one. we got to get win. us one here. It should be a relegation game. It really should. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. The pain. Okay, so the caliber of player that is interested in coming to Florida State to play football is uh, is great right now. And it is going to be fascinating to see them strike the balance of like, what if you have a seg? So it's really easy at this point to kind of look at certain segment groups and say, we need help there. And I don't really care if the existing players feelings are hurt that I bring in two or three new guys uh, for the, to, to go to battle. Other ones though, on the cusp of being very good. And they've got some kids in there that have worked very hard for two years that are expecting to logically progress. I'm just speaking to the idea that this is another reason you better have a good culture because the transfer portal is going to see a lot of hurt feelings in a lot of ways uh, on your own roster. Also kids who decide to leave your roster and don't find a home and end up at a Juco as they walked away from a scholarship. There, there's a lot of hurt out there with the transfer portal to go along with the good. And so, so it's going to be yeah. fascinating to watch this play out. Yeah. Two thoughts on that real quick. First of all, I think you have to be really impressed by the job this staff has done so far with that because you bring in Jamie Robinson and Brendan Gant and Sidney Williams never play any safety anymore. You bring in um, some of these offensive linemen and guys aren't, aren't play, or, you know, the just the changes they, I mean, last year they went out and got basically two new starting offensive linemen and you had a lot of guys that maybe thought they could play. So it has, they, they've done a good job. And then what's been cool is those guys have then adapted and, taken on supporting roles, Brendan Gant and Sidney Williams on special teams. There's other examples as well. So they've done a good job so far with that, but I think you're right. And I think that's going to be a, a something that they think about, especially offensively this off season, defensively, man, get any stud you can get yep, and yeah. worry about feelings later. Yep. But on that offense, if all of those guys come back or most of those guys come back, especially the skilled players, you do have to be a little bit careful because 
you know, you bring in somebody like a, you know, Corey mentioned Jordan Addison, somebody at that level. Well, you might get a side eye from some of those guys on that side of the ball because he, because the skill players were not a problem for you this year. It's not like you need a huge upgrade there. The, the, the huge upgrades needed on defense. And yeah. it's weird. It's weird. If you're a coach, your job is to recruit over players always, right? You mm-hmm. tell players that I'm going to recruit over you. Your job is to win the job and keep them at bay. But in the transfer portal, if I recruit Jordan Addison, he's starting. He's right. starting tomorrow. Somebody's losing their starting job. At the same time, I think we would all agree, if you have the ability to bring in a Jordan Addison, like somebody that's a can't miss, right? well, then somebody's going to have to take it on down the road if their feelings are that hurt because you can't say no to that. Right. I think the, there, there's two things with Florida State. Number one, I, the, you know, Maurice Smith was in this last year. They brought in Caden right. Lyles to be the center. He handled it exactly the right way. He's like, oh, I got to get bigger and stronger and better. He did. He was probably going to win that job anyway before Lyles got hurt. That's how you respond to a quote-unquote big-name transfer coming in or a transfer from a big-name school. Darius Washington's another one. Yeah. Uh, So they handled it the right way. I think defense, It you know, look, man, all those guys play. If you're good, you're going to play. Maybe not in the secondary as much. Fuller likes to keep that thing tight. But the front seven – I don't think any of them would have an issue with another two or three no, guys. No, no, you got to rotate those depth. guys anyhow. You rotate fresh. so many guys. So flood the front seven with good players because that, to me, is by far your biggest need. But with, mm-hmm. a, with the wide receiver room, like I don't think – say uh, we keep bringing up Jordan Addison. He's probably not transferring to Florida State, guys. I think <laughs> he's probably going to do other things. Um, but a Jordan Addison type or an all-conference type that comes in, an NFL wide receiver transfers in. Well – that's not going to really affect Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman. They know they're going to be on the field and still playing. What does it do to Darian Williamson? Portier. I think those are the guys, the ones that get on the field 30% of the game. Malik McLean. Does that bother them? I don't think it's going to bother the guys that start. It yeah, bothered, I, don't think, but, I don't think Jeff has a lot of concern about Darian's feelings at that point. No, I know, but I, I think, think that's what... Reading right. into me. I, I was trying to remain emotionless, but <laughs> yeah. I like, no, yeah. you're you're fine. If you're bringing in an NFL guy, Darian Williamson, sorry, buddy. But I think that's what you're talking about. With you're not, no, I don't, I don't imagine many starters. That's kind of the beauty Florida State's in right now. Which of these starters that we know is coming back on either side of the ball, save for Jordan Travis, would are, are you like absolutely that would be offensive to them to bring in somebody at their position? Who has earned that? That to me is the beauty. Like Akeem Den hasn't earned that. He hasn't earned you not to go get a safety. Right. Um, Renardo Green, Amari Cooper, yeah. uh, Darius Washington. None of these guys, though tight ends, none of these guys have earned that right to be upset if you if you try to recruit over. I think that's kind of a great place to be, right? You, you, there shouldn't be that many feelings hurt. I guess is my point. No, there shouldn't. And I and I and I think I think the the way to look at it though also is not just about feelings hurt, but you could bring in the wrong piece that becomes divisive. You know, you bring in the, a guy who is only about his catches, and that's not the culture of this team. So that you know, those are things you have to be concerned about a little bit. Um, but you know, and we, Jeff mentioned it briefly in the first segment. It's a huge deal if it happens. But Daryl Jackson, the defensive end at the University of Miami, who his mother came out, he went, entered the portal yesterday. His mom came out and said that she's uh, facing some surgery. She's uh, yeah. not not her health is not good. She lives in Quincy. That's where he played high school football at Gadsden County with Josh Farmer for Corey Fuller, who's on the staff now, and he wants to come back to home. He wants to play at Florida State. Uh, he has not announced he's coming to Florida State. Florida State has not been able to sign him or anything like that. But if that happens, man, you talk about those pieces. I mean, you talk about putting that defensive line together, and we don't know officially yet what Verse or, or Lovett or any of those guys are going to do. But 
That's a big piece. That kid's 6'6", 300 pounds. He was he, good. He's a really good football player. And yeah, he was he on was. a bad defense. So, yeah. you know, he had four, I think, three sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, like 27 tackles. But I think you put him in a good defense, and it, his numbers could improve a lot. When we did our game preview for Florida State-Miami, he was somebody that stood out. I remember Tom and I were talking about there aren't too many guys on this team that scare you, but there are guys that you think, oh, he could play here. He, he makes plays. He's upper echelon of the conference. That kid was one of them. He was one of the first people we mentioned because he really showed on – well, it's not film, but you know, on video when we went back and watched Miami games, you could see him. So it is, it's exciting to think that they could get that piece – I believe, again, if we're taking these steps that need to be taken in order to compete at the highest level and, and play for championships, you really got to focus hardcore on having a depth of size and talent up front, like, like Corey was saying. We all agree on that. Line of scrimmage is the key. I'm throwing all kinds of numbers. If I got elite guys wanting to come in here, let's go. I mean, here we, you know, yeah. let's get that kind of depth because you see it with the best defenses, the, the way they rotate guys and the drop-off isn't that precipitous. You saw it with Florida State. The drop-off from Fabian Lovett to the next guy to the next guy, more importantly, is a pretty big one. Who's that? The the defensive lineman for Georgia was Jalen um, Carter. Carter. So I went back as Florida State they should recruited get him, him to come. I, I went back. I was watching him because he looks like it, the Georgia guys look like the Alabama guys used to look. And, yeah. And, Looking at him, I was like, man, I remember Florida State recruited him. So I went back and looked at his high school pictures. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's like this guy ate that guy. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it, they are the – somebody tweeted, they're the monsters. And that's really – I mean, that Georgia defense is ridiculous. Just but to, that's, hey, look, to the table, Ira. I know, I know. Florida State's not going to get there overnight for sure. Oh. But, but yeah, to your point, Jeff, I mean, that's – Line that scrimmage is have. the big difference. That's why, that's why when we get into the debates sometimes, like you can watch the resume of a team and they have peaks and valleys during the course of a year where, where as Corey will point out, Georgia beats Kentucky 16 to six and they look terrible or they nearly lose to Missouri. Like whatever you want to, you could do this with a lot of teams' resumes. But if you remove that, and I know games matter, and just look at what they're working with. That's where you can see a pretty stark contrast in where Florida State's at and where, say, Georgia's at. Or even to some extent, and I know Alabama's defense was terrible this year, but it's not for a lack of players. They've got to look inward right now. they got a bunch of guys who are going to get drafted. When you look at their players, you go, ooh, there aren't too many of those guys that look like that on Florida State's defense. We saw it a year ago with Jermaine Johnson, right? He walked through the door, and he looked completely different than everybody else on the roster. So we know that world exists. But that's a world that Florida State's lived in before. It's a place that we'd like to go back and visit and, and, and you know, become a permanent resident. I know it's never permanent at that at that space, but you got to find a way, and you're not that far off. That's why we talk about it where it's reasonable to say, all right, now go win the conference. Okay, maybe after you win the conference, now go compete for a national championship. And well, along and the way, you got to accumulate players that look like that. And to Corey's point earlier, if you have a quarterback like Jordan Travis, that – raises your level even if you're not as good on the line as you need to be. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a bit of an equalizer. If you got mistakes, sure. If you I mean we saw it in the Florida game. I mean they yeah. they got dominated up front in that game, but he erases, you know, like you said, erases those mistakes. He changes the game. So now you bring him back. If you bring back a lot of these weapons on offense and you upgrade some in the trenches, you're not too far away. I mean, like you, you're not going to be as good as those team in the trenches, but you have the kind of the, the, the ace in the hole with Jordan Travis. But also like that I tried to articulate in the column again, going back to Jordan Travis coming back, I would think as long as he starts all 12 games, 
I would think we all think, unless there's a rash of injuries everywhere else, the, the floor for next season is probably nine wins. Uh, if he co- if he stays healthy, it's the floor is nine wins, eight or nine wins. So now you're talking about back-to-back nine to 10 win seasons. That's why it's so important because then the 2024 recruits, 2023 recruits, well, maybe not them, 2024 recruits, 2025 recruits, believe in you now. They've seen two straight winning seasons. They've seen a fun offense. So you do start building from within and as you try to go pick off the these guys from the portal too. That's why getting him back, almost guaranteeing there's no step, step back. At most, it's a step sideways. And I don't even think another nine and three season is a step sideways. I think two straight nine and three seasons is a step forward. Yeah, you're yeah, stacking him at this point. I mean, yeah. at this point you are. And, and real quick, Jeff, you guys on the Jeff Cameron Show, the wildly popular Jeff Cameron Show, you, 1 to 3 you. p.m., uh, Tom brought it up last week looking at the schedule for next season, which I hadn't really done because I didn't even know as of two weeks ago it existed. <laughs> and I lied to all of our listeners and viewers yeah, yeah, that it yeah. didn't exist. Hmm. Luckily, the do- chat corrected you yes. in real time. Like, no, I'm looking at the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> but don't believe that. Don't yeah, that's some weird booster site. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, was, I was gaslighting the entire audience. But um, no, when you do look at it, though, there's seven wins. Like you start, you're, I think with Jordan, of course, but with Jordan Travis and most of these guys back, you walk into next season feeling like, okay, there's seven wins. Because now, your offense is going to be elite. Can, can we win three or four of those other five? Yep. Can we yep. win four or five of those other five? Because seven, you'd have to play bad. I think you'd have to play below what you are to lose any of those. I mean, whereas coming into this year, there might've been three of those games, four of those games. Yeah. There weren't a ton that you could right. say, I know they're going to win that game. Right. Yeah. You, you had the first one, a lot of coin tosses. Yeah. You had the first one. You knew they were going to win that game. And then you assumed a little bit about Louisiana's drop off with the loss of Napier right. and a lot of their personnel. And Georgia but from Tech. there, you Georgia didn't Tech. have many that you were like, I know they're going to win that game. I have hunches, but yeah. And next I year, think you will. If you asked this last season, we would have thought, Georgia Tech, Louisiana, and Duquesne. That's it. You, you went in the last season thinking three probably guaranteed wins, and you were you were you were crossing your fingers that one of them wasn't close. And uh, here you are now thinking you look at a schedule, a schedule that does exist, and say, man, there's there's seven. There, like Ira said, there's six or seven almost guaranteed wins. We wouldn't be saying that if Jordan announced yesterday that he was hitting the road to the NFL. You know, that's again that that goes back to how big an announcement that was. Simple Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in just a moment. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. So the news is all good as we continue to celebrate uh, Florida State's culture, success on the field, projected success down the line. We have not mentioned as a group that we're going to the Cheez-It Bowl to take on Oklahoma and Orlando. We should probably mention that on Seminal Headlines at some point here. I'm not elated about that. I like Oklahoma an awful lot. It'll be good to see some of my other people from OU. That's all well and good, but that's not the matchup Florida State deserved 
Florida State deserved better than that. Florida State's a lot better than Oklahoma. To hell with Maybe. you. Whatever. God, a lot turn, better. Nonsense. Florida State deserves so much better. We got what, screwed. What Florida State needs is more important than deserves, and they need a 10th win, and they need a W next to a game against Oklahoma. They, they Especially going that. into next season and the and the the momentum you're trying to get for next season. Obviously, it doesn't carry over an exhibition game against a depleted no. team, but – for the national perception, it does. It's the only game on TV. It's a kickstart to your quarterback's Heisman campaign against the worst defense he'll see. Um, all of that, I think, is a is a big enough deal because it it's if they win that game, they're ten and three in their top ten in the country. Yeah, I'm, that I'm, to me is I'm a bigger deal than get their tenth win. I agree, they're going to get their tenth win against an Oklahoma defense that I had a hard time watching play this yeah. year. It was awful. I mean, I do there's. I mean, getting a merit badge for playing a better team like doesn't do you any good. I mean, it's like no, I, I don't know what you, these two guys who have zero faith in Florida State's ability to win a football <laughs> game are. I'm just sitting here telling you that I think Florida State would have beaten whomever they played, uh, and it would have been nice to be rewarded for the season that Florida State had instead of here's the cheese it bowl that ain't nobody watching with suck ass six and six Oklahoma. That's not true. People it, will it watch that game. It's Florida People State. People watch Oklahoma. all bowl games because they're desperate for football. That's fine. And these are two and brand it, names. But they yeah. would have watched Florida State in Texas as well. And that would have been a better matchup. I guess. Which hey, I I've got understand. some uh, I got some breaking news for you guys. Oh here some, we go. Here we go. A special announcement for you guys. Ken the Carver heard oh! us last week. We threw yes. out the we just mentioned it in passing. Hey, this guy made a nice uh, post uh, yep. question. And it wasn't even really a question. It was just a comment. By the way, I feel like we slighted Ken. We didn't even name his business. We just so, called him Ken the Carver. So right. here's the deal. Which sounds Ken. like a serial killer nickname. And here's, I've got a little more information on Ken since the last time we've, we've, we've addressed Let's him. Do the right and thing. His amazing work. Business Ken's way. Here's the problem. It's a side thing he does on the side. He doesn't really, he's, he, Ken's doing perfectly well in his business life. All right, he doesn't right. need a lot of projects. Oh, so okay. Gotcha. It's a labor Fair. of love. He said maybe when he retires, he'll okay. start advertising with us. But right now, he's Ken's doing okay. So right now, we're going to go with Ken the Carver up in Georgia. I like Ken and, the Carver. Uh, got this. Did he really carve delivery. it? It's the, it's, the whole, it's the whole post along with Corey's response. I'm not what gonna was read my response? Whole, well, I'm not going to read the whole re- – I think that's what got him, Corey, was your response. But here's the whole uh, plaque. I want and, you to uh, read it, Ira. No, no, thing? it's too long. It's too I mean, long. I can, I, no, I'll, I'll read it. it. I'll read it quick. It was from Ronald Roland Sweet last week, one of our questions. It wasn't a question. It was, I find there to be so many positives, positives from this football season. Obviously, the players and coaches and all their hard work. The fans were so solid in, in attendance and support as well. I really like the media coverage of Warchant.com and the staff. I listen to Jeff Cameron every day, Corey Clark, Ira Schofield, Tom Lang. I also like the addition of Jeff Colhane is the broadcaster. It's a new day for FSU, and it feels like a new beginning. It's a very bright future for our program. Keep climbing. He didn't do climb in all caps, though, Corey. That's uh, all right. Mike, we'll, we'll, Mike Norvell we'll, might hit him. Yeah, back. yeah, come on, Ken. Keep climbing, Knowles, and thank you for a very exciting year. It's been fun to watch. Rolling sweet. To which Corey responded, we appreciate it. Trust us. We really do. But also, yeah, we know. <laughs> I like yeah. that. The, yeah, the response is there, too. That's good. There we yeah. go. So I've Great, got this. Man, we'll we'll hang awesome. it up in the studio. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Ken. You're the best. Ken, Ken that's the awesome. Ken doing the it up. That is great. That Carver. Come on, Tom. Not that Carver. Oh, Tom. That's yeah, that was Jason the Carver. All right. So that's cool. Another plaque. We're taking over that entire studio with plaques from some of the headlines. It's I wonder how long it takes to do something like that. 
he's, to carve he's, something like that. He, I mean, he's very obviously adept at it. it doesn't I'm take very him talented. long. He's Ken a, did that yeah. in about twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah some, in a, on a cigarette machinery. Break. There's yeah, some machinery involved, break. but it's it's awesome, man. It's I do want to promote your business, Ken. Look, give but us you don't the have word. one. Hire yeah. some minions so we can start promoting your business. All right, so I know for a fact that there will be an episode of the JCS in Orlando for the Cheese It Bowl that Corey's so excited about. And I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to embrace it. I'm not going to sit here and badmouth Orlando the way that I want to do. I'm going to embrace all that Orlando is. The crazy highways crossing over top of each other when you first mm. get into town. All of that. The tourism everywhere you look. The commercialization of human I'll beings. Tell you what, all they of love, that. They gonna... love their uh, they love their putt putt in Orlando, man. They have. They, <laughs> I mean, it is incredible how many. It's like Myrtle Beach with regular golf. Orlando has putt putt places everywhere. So maybe we'll do a show from a putt putt place. I'm but down. I was going to say the reward isn't Oklahoma. I think the reward for this postseason is that it's in state and people get to come watch it. Florida State fans get to come watch it. They were selling out very fast. Trust me, I had people that were trying to buy tickets. Yeah, me too. They were being they were being snapped up very very quickly. I think that's the reward for this team. And also, no matter what bowl you go to, it's a perverted shell of what it was used to be because half the teams aren't playing. Yeah. Like Oklahoma's got five or six guys that are opting out. If you would have played Oregon somewhere they would have five or six guys that are opting out. You're not playing the real teams anymore. Right. So at that point, just play a six and six team, see if you can get to 10 wins. Well, I hear what you're saying, Corey, but to, it is important for this team. And that's why to Jeff's point, they probably would have beaten anybody they played. That's not in the well, playoff. Probably because Florida because, State's in a yeah. unique place where a 10th win does mean a big deal. These guys are not all opting out. And right. so there is a, a desire to have this be, it's an important game. It is. And also again, to Jeff's point, there were a lot of people at FSU who were really pushing for Tampa. They wanted to be in the bigger bowl. They wanted to be a player, better opponent. Damn um, right. And so that's fair also. Yeah. Hey, I think this it. worked out well. And, and, you know, there's some people that have been concerned about, you know, if you end one season in Orlando, you start the next one, will the demand be there? I mean, I've heard from yeah. FSU people that they're not going to be able to satisfy all the ticket requests. You think, for this yeah. You think that, that because one. they're playing on the 29th that people are going to be like, I'm going to sit out the FSU LSU. Let me ask you, guys, no hey, let me ask you guys a question. Honestly, is so, Ira just going to hold the carving for the rest I, of the show? I am because here's the problem. I've got these tile floors and no matter how I put it down, it's going to fall. It's going to collapse. <laughs> so now I'm just going to hold it. I'm just going to hold it like a WWE title. I like that belt up on your shoulder. I was about to make a point. I could see Corey was zooming in on that. Is he just not going to put it down? Let me ask you this question just because I'm curious. To be the man, you got to be the man. Hold my belt. Because I'm curious. If because neither of the two games Florida State plays now, when, when they finally play that second game against LSU, were at either one's home stadium. Uh, and it was just about the money that could be made by the, these off-site locations. Would it piss Florida State fans off if we just played New Orleans again next year? No. I think uh, we'd all be cool with that, right? Can we just go play New Orleans again next year? If you're asking me, absolutely. Time, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Fun weekend. Yeah, we because got... also it was a half-and-half half crowd almost. Like yes. It, it, and they and I don't think Florida State fans would be like, I'm not going back again. Oh, no, I'm going I back think, again. I'll I go tomorrow. Let's go. go. Because so we more need... would believe they're going to go see a win. 
So we need to figure out a way to convince New Orleans to buy the game out of New Orlando. Yeah, just tell Orlando to go to hell. They've got enough going on there. They don't need yeah. to worry about us. Let's roll it back to New Orleans. Let's go. The food, the culture, the music, the people. It was great. Let's do it. Look, I love the state of Florida, unlike Jeff. I like right. the cities in the state, unlike Jeff. And I want I want Orlando to finally have people come to it and see what it has to offer. <laughs> Corey's altruism towards Orlando. <laughs> well, every time he goes down there, he looks at I-4 and says, man, if only this road had some cars on it. Like, <laughs> Right, yeah, only- exactly. If only people knew. If only people knew about this, uh, this jewel <laughs> in the middle of our city. There are, there are plenty of cities in the state of Florida that I, I love. Corey Orlando just doesn't have to be one of them. <laughs> Understood. Uh, it's 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 okay. It's okay. There are worse cities. There are a lot of little little worse cities all around. I I, I got that. And I, um, I get your point, Cor- I get your point, Jeff. New Orleans was awesome. We both enjoyed the the World War II Museum. No, it was there was incredible. A lot, there's a lot of great stuff to there's do there. There's more to do there, buddy. but it, but it was also really it was about the people. The reason we enjoyed that whole weekend, Jeff, yes. Cor- it was because of the people, and yeah. the people sure. are going to be there. We're going to have yeah. a great time. In Orlando. That's famous for what? Yep. Two times in uh, eight months. I'll take it. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. We're going to have a good time. We will have a good time because we're capable of having a good time no matter where it is. I'm not worried about that. And we'll have great coverage and we'll have our shows and we'll do it up and we'll watch Florida State get their 10th win. And that'll be the ribbon or the cherry on top, if you will. And we'll all celebrate that. And then, you know, admittedly, I thought this past off season felt interminable because I was so excited about this is a show me year. This was a show and prove kind of year. They ended up proving, which was nice, but all that does is ratchet up expectations. This off season is going to feel like an eternity. Yeah, because I'm we're not even there to yet. Watch this team go win and win big, but in a good we're way, man. In a, but in a good way. Yeah, like, yeah it's going to be excitement. Not there's there was some trepidation last year. Like, hey, man, we yeah. like you, Mike. But if you don't win seven yeah. or eight games, this could be dicey. And now we're not having that conversation anymore. Thank goodness, thank, because thank I heavens. do like Mike, and I like his policies, and I like that I believe in what he tells those kids to do. And I was worried I was going to have to call for his firing, which I also would have done had he gone six and six or five and seven, because that's the game, man. That's the game. That's how it works. We can love you all day long, but you got to win at some point. And he did. And that's why now we're sitting here kind of almost just giddy as we do the seminal headlines each week, buddy. It's just like, hey, more good stuff to talk about. Yeah, we're I know. We're having to make stuff up or tell stories about our great grandparents because this team sucks too much to talk about. Ira's Corey, got a carving on his shoulder. <laughs> like it's high times for the headlines. Corey, did you start the show with the glasses? Or did you not wear them at all? I did. Where, I was going to wear the them and then I, I took them off. I, I I didn't start the show with it. I had I had them on and then decided to take them off. I think you need to make a decision for 2023. Are you going to be glasses, Corey, or not? I don't know, but I did grow the goatee back. You see how quickly that came back? You didn't even see the mustache anymore. Um, Because people told me I looked older with with the mustache, Mm. which I would have thought getting rid of the gray would have, because this is so much grayer than the top would have made me look younger, but it's an old look. A bald guy with a mustache is an old look. I did look a lot like my dad. And uh, Gerald McCraney. Gerald McCraney is who you looked like. It was great. If I start, I know Jeff. I know you would kill me if when I, when when eventually I break out of toupee or the comb over. You're not breaking but, out of toupee ever. But, but yeah, you are, the, Ira. In the meantime, mm. if I just go just for men and just the jet black like it used to be, will you? Oh, I don't think you want to do that. I've got <laughs> a theory on that. I don't think you want to do that, buddy. What about if I could figure out a way to gradually do it? 
you're gray. You've been gray forever. Nobody's be, you don't want to do that. I mean, it's just the lack of hair that you're worried about, not the color of it. I actually had somebody, because we, we mentioned it last week in the angles and, mm, you know, angles are tough. Somebody on Florida State support staff, not one of the coaches, but came up to me at practice and was like, maybe lean down. He wanted to get the full, wanted oh, to see the full view. It's there. I've got a circus sideshow over here. What are we doing, guys? If you yeah, want to you... go up there to Hauser when I walk by, if you want to see it. <laughs> what are we doing here? Hour number two, forthcoming headliner question. Stay with us, everybody.